Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are actually bringing you a bonus episode. We are going to be talking about the coronavirus, or known as COVID-19, and how we as Christians should respond to the fear and panic that it has caused. Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Fuller. What's going on, Mark? Dude, I can't see your face. This is Where so are weird. You? We're both at our houses right now. And we decided, hey, what was this? Yesterday, we were like, we need to do a bonus episode because of uh, all the uh, panic surrounding this pandemic. Well, we had to do. It's like schools are shutting down. Churches are shutting down. I mean, right. I think the United States just shut down. Like, yeah, I mean, like, no, done. they canceled the NBA. There's like no spring training for baseball. They're canceling opening day. There's I mean, they, they like, canceled soccer across the world. I mean, I just got an email right. saying that Elliot's little preschool is going to be canceled for the next like. Piper dance weeks. class on Saturdays have been canceled. It's it's uh it's a little out there right now. It's something we've never seen before. No, um, it's funny though because I I think of all the stuff that we lived through like with mad cow disease and swine flu, but there was n- we didn't respond to it like this, or maybe I was just too young to remember. But I don't remember I don't there remember. being this much fear coming out of it. Yeah, that. I don't either. But I do have a question for you though, Fuller. All right, what's up? You guys got enough toilet paper? We've got enough to <laughs> to last us. I, we're not we're not those people that went out and bought everything up. And I mean, we're still living life as though it's normal. But you know, taking some precautions. Like I had to walk through Target. And I saw some people looking at me because I had a roll of toilet not a roll, but I had like some toilet paper under my a arm. Pack. And I'm like, I'm not doomsday prepping. I, I'm just out. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a grocery shopping like, day. Sorry, out. people. Like I actually need a gallon of milk. Like I'm not doomsday prepping. But right. I was seeing so many pictures of Target and Kroger and Meyer and the lines that are just ridiculous. And um, what makes it all funner, like funner, funnier, Fun- funner, more, what, more what makes it funner <laughs> is like I see all these memes and posts where it's like, all right. Um, so we know that you bought 12 bottles of soap, but you know, this works better. If we all have a bottle of soap, you right. don't need 12 exactly. bottles of soap. <laughs> <laughs> so people are just going absolutely nuts and it's cracking. I mean, I, I don't want to say it's crack. It's, it's not cracking me up, but it, like, I guess like I'm a very easy go with the flow type guy. I, right. I don't go into panic mode pretty quick. It's very hard for me to do that, but it's more well, just it cracks, like, what? It cracks me up because I, I saw a meme and it's like, Oh, for all you people that bought up all the toilet paper, don't you judge me when I'm in your front lawn scooping my butt across the grass. <laughs> oh, dude, I've seen so many memes where it's like um, you can use the garage uh, garage towels. I saw one person where it's like, Home Depot's selling these by the rolls, and it's like rolls of insulation. And I'm just like, this <laughs> yeah. is not okay. Or my favorite one so far is, TP got you down? How about some sham? Wow. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Have you seen the one where it's like grandma's knitting is coming in handy and then she like <gasps> knitted a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. For all the crunchy moms out there, they were like, we have prepared for this. We, yeah. we don't throw it. We have, we have no waste. Like we are ready. And all the homeschoolers <laughs> are like, yo, you like us now. Like 
Yeah, uh-huh. welcome. <laughs> it's like Oprah. You get to homeschool. You get to homeschool. Everybody gets to homeschool. But <laughs> oh, oh goodness. But have you uh, just kind of segueing a little bit, kind of going into the conversation? Yeah. Wait, wait. Are well, you drinking coffee tonight? I, just, I can't see you. Well, so. you know, it took you like twenty five minutes to, to to for your computer to catch up. Not you. It wasn't oh, you. Man, it was I your know. computer. So I already finished my Tim Hortons. Did you? I'm sitting here drinking some RTC high-grown Mexican still, mm-hmm. so it's delicious. I need to go to bed tonight because I'm playing on the worship team tomorrow, so your boys got to get playing, up early. You playing bass? I am. I'm slapping the bass nice. with no nice. church coffee. I had a post. Did you see I had a post that earlier? I I, I did, and I saw Jason LaCava's response to it. Yep. It was hilarious. It's BYOC, <laughs> bring your own caffeine. So yep. it's it's just that's the nature of the beast. Like I'm actually curious if anyone's even going to show up to church tomorrow if – if, but it's okay. We're playing to an audience of one. Well, you know, we midst. had already contacted you and Scott about uh, we're not going to be there for the next few weeks because of small kids. Even though they say they can't get it, we don't want to risk it. So, uh, Well, it's not just worth to, it, you know? For us, we're just trying to stay out of big crowds right now. That's the only thing that's really changed about our life, other than everything that's gotten canceled that we normally do that... I mean, that's not our call, so. Yeah, I took advantage of the time, and I'm like, actually, I finished painting the the hallway and all the little nooks and crannies in the house. I'll be putting some trim up after this, and tomorrow nice. we don't have youth groups, so I will hopefully be starting to. Wait, time out. Hold on. So there's what? there's no Sunday school, no, nope. no connect groups in the morning, so nope. you don't have to be there until like, what, 9 o'clock now? Yeah, instead of 8, it's 9 o'clock now. So nine o'clock and then you're done by like, we're usually done by like noon mm-hmm. yep. and then you have nothing for the rest of the day. Yep. Wow. That's nice. So I will be demoing my bathroom. Yay. So no, but cool. but I, what I was going to ask though, was, was thinking of kids and, and all these responses, like our small group, I think we're going to cancel for the next little bit. Um, right. And, and church and school and all these different things. Have you talked with all, with all, have you talked at all with Piper about, why dance is canceled and all these different things? Or is it more of just since she's so young, it's just like, ah, sorry, babe, dance is canceled. Yeah, she's so young, I, I don't think she would understand. I mean, she might understand. I mean, we've talked about how people are getting out owls. That's why we're not doing certain things. But um, I don't think she fully grasps, you know, the whole situation. Yeah, and, and I of, haven't... Of, like, the, the whole world is shut down right now. Right, right, yeah. And, and Elliot's in Florida right now, um, so he's hanging out there with Nana and Papa, so he was there all this past week. So so yeah. I'll probably talk with him a little bit just to see if he knows anything or help explain why, and you know, not to cause fear and panic and terror, but but I'm processing no, no, this no. where it's like, how do I explain to a four-and-a-half-year-old where, you know, there's a virus that's going around we can't stop it. We're just trying to slow the curve so that way it doesn't right. affect mass millions. Like it's like how you yeah. explain that to to a little kid. And um, but more than that, you know, how is we as how can we as Christians explain that to the world? You know, right. and well, that's, that's kind of the yeah, conversation. You know, let's, for di- tonight. let's dive further into this conversation. I think, Mark. You know, it's uh, we're we're not trying to do make this a full length episode. Although knowing us, we probably will. We'll probably <laughs> have it like an hour and a half. Long no, no, we're gonna us, keep so. it under twenty five, bro. We can do this. Whoa, dude, we're already almost at ten. <laughs> no, we're at seven thirty-seven. Seven fifty-eight is oh, what it says on mine. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. So, but let's talk Anyways, about COVID nineteen real quick. Yeah, let, let's let's jump into you know uh, what's what is COVID you know what is COVID nineteen and and what's I mean what's the purpose of it or what's not the purpose because we know what the purpose is of it but like why are we in such a panic right now? Uh, so COVID nineteen, aka the coronavirus, is basically a it's a strand of flu. Uh, 
and uh, I, I've got a few stats. Of course, you're the stat guy, so I yep, have to I love a few stats, stats your way. Not these ones, but... I, but. But I, I, all right, I, I want to precursor the stats that, you know, I just got these stats this morning at 9 a.m., okay? So I'm sure a lot has changed since 9 a.m. with how contagious um, this virus is. <clears throat> but I just wanted to set that pretext for our listeners that, um, you know, you may be hearing this now, but things have ch- maybe have changed drastically by the time you listen to this. So, uh, so this was obviously uh, March 14th, 2020 at 9 a.m. And uh, there have been a total of 149,162 cases of people who have contracted the COVID-19 virus. There's been 5,551 deaths. 73,709 people have recovered from the COVID-19 virus. There are still 69,902 active cases. 79,260 cases have been closed. So 92% of the people of the population, the people that get this virus, um, have had mild symptoms, nothing severe. 8% of those people, or 8% of the people left, obviously, um, have had critical or life-threatening symptoms. And um, so as of right now, the virus is up to a 7% death rate, uh, which is almost double from what it was last week at 3.4%. And uh, I got all these stats in case anybody wants to fact check it. Of course, they may be a little skewed from where we're talking about it, um, from World Ometers, I think is how is that how you say it there, Mark? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I know you're looking at my notes. So, yeah. worldometers.info backslash coronavirus backslash. Yeah. And actually, I just Anyways. checked. So, I clicked on that link to see if they had an update. And in the last right. um, 11 hours, there's been almost 7,300 more cases and 500 more. Oh, no, no, sorry, 300 more deaths. Yeah. So, so in the last yeah, eleven hours alone, it's even gone up. Right, which is why I put the the date and the time in when we're you know when I check these stats because I mean it's kind of it's it's so rampant right now um, that their stats are changing hourly. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at this. This is kind of interesting. I'm looking at the timeline right here. So January twenty second, there were no cases, and today with it being March fourteenth, now we're you know well over the hundred fifty thousand cases, and it's not right. In one area, I mean, it's like all over, whether China, yeah, Italy, it, I mean, it's all over the U.S., it's all over Europe. Right. And, and you know, I've heard a lot of statements of, well, this is only happening to the, the third world countries that have poor health care systems. Uh, that is not necessarily no. true. I mean, Swiss uh, is, Switzerland's right below us. Right. Well, France and is ahead of us. Um, South, South Korea has a, a higher death rate than we do right now. And they are they have the second best health care in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, they the have world. three times more cases than we do. Right. Right. And I mean, being the they got the way better. We're number 30 on the list of best health care systems. They're number two. So <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, quite so a bit needless of a difference. Say, it's, it's one of those things where it, it has flu like or influ- influenza B type symptoms. However, it right. still is different. Like it, it is a different beast. And, you know, I, I read a lot of re- uh, reports and cases where, you know, we got to manage this. I mean, it's, it's going to die out eventually. Like, like the, the, well, the virus will, will go away. But the problem is, is we got to slow that curve down to make sure, you know, right. we, we don't want that. Because if elderly get it, those are the ones most likely to, to well, not make it through. 
them and people in, in poor health condition, you know, they got lung issues, cancer, those types of things. It's not just the elderly. I mean, the first people over in, I believe, I'm trying to remember, I think it was my dad that told me this and I don't, I'm not quite sure where he got the information from, but he said that the, um, first set of people that died from this were actually in their thirties. They were doctors in their thirties. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it was, yeah. One of the guys who discovered it, he died from it. Right. Yeah, so I if, if anybody was curious about the the rankings, um, Mark, I know I didn't put this in the show notes, so I'll just mention it now. Um, but if you want to uh, see where the rankings of healthcare is at for for each country, it's at www.numbeo.com backslash health dash care backslash rankings by country. And we'll so put it in the show where, notes. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah, so that's in our in our small group thread. That's the thing I sent last night. But yeah, mm, yep. <clears throat> so I guess here's so, the question then: coming out of this, I mean, you know, we see stats like this, but but what right. is the true source of this fear? Do you think, in your opinion, mm, that's a that's a good question. I think uh, I think the source of the fear uh, is probably uh, mankind. Uh, being afraid of dying, mm. realizing that life could be short. We never know anything and just being scared and fearful of, of what's to come. Yeah. Like fear of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And that, um, in a blink of a blink of an eye, we could not be here or anything. Yeah. It kind of shows us how fragile we are as humans, you know? Yeah, definitely. definitely. And, and how weak it is and we can't control anything. And literally life could disappear just like that. And in the day of modern medicine, that's not, normal like that's that's not okay whereas you know way back in the day the black plague went around and that was there was there was nothing they could do it was just ransacking cities after countries and just wiping things out and they didn't know how Mm -hmm. to clean it nor did they have the the means and the methods or the the knowledge to even slow this down and and in today's culture i feel like we're almost so um we feel like we're so invincible, I guess. Is that the right right thing to say? Where it's like, yeah, we I would, can't be touched I would by say this, you know? that e- even as a culture here in America, I think that um, there's not a whole lot of thought on death because everything's going so well. And yeah, we're overcomers, really bro. About it, right? We're overcomers, so, yeah. So when it happens, something like this happens, they, everybody goes into a panic. And I think that's why it's being talked about so much, which is one of the reasons why um, we decided to do this bonus episode was because there is so much panic and fear coming from this vice, uh, from this virus to COVID-19. And so we were like, you know, you know, Mark, you know, that, uh, you and I were talking the past few days and we're like, dude, we gotta, we gotta do an episode on this for our listeners, uh, to try to show them not to, not to panic, not to have fear. And and let's just give them them good information. Yeah, Give them good information, but also just to put this out there too, you know, we aren't experts. I mean, there's so many voices talking about this. I mean, you're getting emails from Best Buy, Panda Express, your bank, your mortgage company, your, your, you know, dude, I got one from Harbor Freight. Right. Like really? Like (laughs) I don't need to know all this type of stuff, but so, so we're, we're one of thousands of voices, millions of voices that are entering this space. Um, but I think this is a beautiful time for the church to step up and be the church, you know, like, like this is ample opportunity. I think as Christians, it's good for us to be informed so that we can better, like you said, better impact our community. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also need to, to be able to protect our family and our community with this information. So it's not, you have to be careful 
not to let the fear overtake you. Fear is not always a bad thing. You know, if I'm afraid to touch a hot stove, there's a reason why. It's not because it's bad. It's because it's I experience I know. And it's a very um, good reason. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but, you know, sometimes fear, we, we let as humans fear overtake us, which is, um, in my opinion, uh, I don't want to sound like uh, Joyce Meyer here, but uh, it's it's the devil's fault. You know, he's in our ear saying, oh, look at how bad this is. Oh, it's getting worse. And and with people with anxiety and, and stuff like that already, it starts driving up that fear. Mm-hmm. Now, likewise, um, I think a little fear is OK of uh, not being so nonchalant about this whole thing that uh, you're just like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. And who cares? You right. know, it's not going to affect me. I'm healthy. You know, that's that's some ignorance that I think that th- there's two so- extremes to this thing, and we need to find the middle road. So I guess here's the question then. As as Christians, you know, we hear all the time, oh, all I got to do is wash your hands, wash your hands. You know, when you cough, you know, dab on your cough, all these various different things. But I think we— Did you just say dab on your cough? I'm sorry. Have you not heard that? Have you not seen those memes? No. When you need to cough, you dab on it. And you cough into Dead your elbow. <laughs> That's how they teach. <laughs> well, so I posted a video to our RTC Facebook page where it's a minute and a half where it teaches you how to wash your hands. And it's, it yeah, is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's definitely yeah. for youth pastors by youth pastors. Um, right. But, you know, I think it'd be kind of interesting. Um, I, I have a quick little list here, if you don't mind me going through it. Where, yeah, go ahead. You know, the, the Christian's duty to the world in general. And I think when we understand what our role is as Christians, not just what our role is as humans with washing our hands, but I'm, I'm talking big picture, upper, upper story conversation. What mm-hmm. is the Christian's duty to the world in general? Um, and I have four quick things written down, and I got a whole lot of scripture to back this up because, I mean— that's where we got to go. Um, right. But, you exactly. know, so so the first thing that popped into my mind when I was thinking about this this morning was what's the greatest thing a Christian needs to do? And it's, it's an easy answer. You know, it's we're supposed to love God and then love our neighbor as ourselves. I mean, Jesus says these are the greatest commandments and all the laws and all the prophets. Basically, Moses and Elijah can be shoved into a little box that says love God and love others. Um, right. And we see that in Matthew 22, 30, uh, 36 through 40. And what's cool is out of that, all things stem out of it. So, like, what does it mean to love your neighbor as yourself? You know, the easy one is to put other people ahead of yourself and serve them. Um, right. No question is asked for called to serve. We see that in Philippians 2 where Jesus humbled himself and said, we're supposed to have the same mindset as Jesus did. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Galatians 5.13 says, For you are called to freedom, brothers, only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but rather to serve one another through love. And then you see John 13.1-17, the, the, the episode where Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. And basically right. Jesus says, Take the lowliest, dirtiest job that isn't, like, like you feel like you're so far above, because in that culture, foot washing, it was such a low, menial task. Even a Jewish slave could not wash the feet of, of another Jew. It had to be a slave from the outside because it was this was considered the worst job imaginable. Um, but Jesus washed the disciples' feet, and he said, hey, in this way, you do unto others as well. And so, so right off right. the bat, we see Jesus telling us how you love God and love others is you humble yourself and serve. Right. And, and, and I don't—I mean, it, that's just a no questions asked. Like, there's no stutter on that one. Um, mm-hmm. And then come out of that, too, it's, it's kind of— uh, Kind of goes into the, the 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 fear and panic area as well. Um, 
but we're also supposed to show people that we don't need to fear this world. You know, if 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And I actually saw, I, I know I'm talking a lot here right now, but I saw a video of a, a, a little girl who, she had an autistic little brother, and he was getting really nervous about all these little, all, all the coronavirus things and the scares and the right. sickness. And um, just because of, of the autism that he deals with, he couldn't process this. So this little girl taught her little brother this verse, and that's what calmed him down and got him mm-hmm. through a couple days, which was cool. Um, and you also see in Proverbs 24.10 where it says, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Because as Christians, we've overcome the world. You know, like a lot of people like to do that overcomers type mindset. But we have. We've overcome the world because Jesus has overcome the world. But then right. when you look even big picture, yeah, we're supposed to serve others, supposed to show people any fear of the world, but why? In 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12, says that we're supposed to proclaim the glory of God because our identity in God changes how we live, and it shows the world both who we are as Christians and whose we are in terms of God's got us because we're his, his sons and his daughters. Um, so right off the bat, before we even talk about coronavirus or um, national health disasters, pandemics, fears, all these different things. This is just what a Christian is supposed to do in general, you know? Right, exactly. What are your thoughts on that, man? Did I miss anything, or would you like to add anything? Oh, you know me. I'll always add. <laughs> <laughs> Let go. All right. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this coronavirus thing, and uh, I want to kind of go back and more into the fear aspect a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we were talking about how fear could be healthy. Uh, but panic can be more harmful than helpful. Right. So we see all these people like clearing out the stores and, uh, taking all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer. That's, (laughs) that can be more harmful as we talked about in some of those memes that, uh, all right, well, that's not going to help you much when everybody else can't, uh, can't buy stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're going to get it anyways. Uh, so, I mean, what are we supposed to do in these times as Christians? And, uh, I think the first thing is as Christians, we should be the light in these dark times. Mm. You know, I, I always think about, um, my, my life verse. You remember my life verse? I sure do. Matthew five sixteen. let your light so shine before men that they can see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that's very important to do as Christians during this time. It's a dark time. This is probably the darkest time most of us have ever been in. And we need to really, um, to, to help others, to serve others, like you were saying, Mark, uh, and to show others the, the love of Christ and preach the gospel. Uh, <clears throat> I think there's some pretty important things um, as Christians that we can do to show um, the glory of God um, in, in these dark times. Um, the next thing we should do is remember that God is in control. And I got a couple scriptures here. I'm pulling them up now. Uh, the first one is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it says, uh, this is, by the way, it's King James, so just bear with me here. (laughs) King Jimmy. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understandings, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so I think that first scripture talks about... um, why should we really worry? We can pray to God uh, with thanksgiving and let our requests be known to God, and he will give us that peace. He will calm those fears in our hearts um, so that way we don't 
continue to have fear. Um, the next one I wanted to read uh, comes from Psalms 94. And this is, uh, uh, <laughs> this one is, I'm trying to remember if it was David or not, but I don't, I'm not 100% sure. But it's, it's, uh, it's always 94. a good, it's always a good bet. Just go David. Yeah, we'll just say David. We'll I should have just David. said it in confidence. So Psalm 24. <laughs> it's him or the sons of Korah. So, you know. <laughs> eh, one of the two. But Psalms 94, uh, 18 and 19 says, When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, help me up. In the multitudes of my thoughts, within me thy comforts delight my soul. And he's basically, it's a prayer to God talking about how um, through God, he He takes care of us. I mean, even when we slip and, and do stuff, uh, he comforts our souls. And then the, the last scripture I want to mention here, and let me pull it up, is Luke 20, or 12, 22 through 26. And it says, And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than ramnet, raiment, I'm sorry, <laughs> which is clothes. Consider the ravens or the birds, if you're reading like NIV. For they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? Mm. And then, and it, and which of you uh, with taking thought can add to his statue, stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do the thing which is least, why take ye thought for the, uh, for the rest? And so, and then it continues to go on as consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is to the today in the field and tomorrow cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O ye of little faith. And then it, it continues on. I, I would recommend anybody read Luke 12. It's a, it's a good passage of scripture, but it talks about how God takes care of us, of his people. And, you know, if he's taking care of the, the flowers in the fields or, or the birds in the air, he'll take care of us too. So we need to cast out that fear, that unhealthy fear. Um, yeah, I, I think you hit it right there. Is get rid of the unhealthy fear. Right. You know, because I think there's a, uh, a realistic fear we can have towards this with, you know, not wanting to, you know, with, with serving other people, you know, we don't want to infect others. I think that's a good, right. healthy fear, like you said about touching the stove, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, my next question, which is kind of rhetorical, because I'm going to go into four points, uh, is what can we as Christians do in this time of panic? And the first point is pray. We pray for God's protection and his guidance for his people. And as we continue to pray uh, for his guidance and his protection, we should be able to then um, feel at peace. Uh, the next thing we need to do uh, is, I, I would say, opportunity. A time and a place to be, uh, pray for a time and a place to be able to share the light of the world and the great healer to those who don't know him. Like, that's a big thing. You know, we, we've been talking about it at the beginning of this year in our Each One Reach One about how we need to pray for opportunity. This is a great time to do that, to pray for that opportunity to be able to reach those who are lost. Yeah, because people are looking for hope. Right, right, exactly. Uh, the third thing is care. Caring for those in need. We are called to take care of the poor, the sick, the widowed, the orphans, and anybody else who is in need um, that we can help, that we may show them the love of God. And I point back to Matthew 5.16 with that. 
about doing good things so they glorify your father, which is in heaven. Um, it's not to have people look at us. It's to have people look at God, whether that's sharing your toilet paper or your hand sanitizer <laughs> or just being an ear to listen and, and to talk with somebody who is fearful right now. And uh, the point number four is stay calm. We have nothing to fear because our holy God sits on the throne. He is in control and his will shall be done. Whether his will is to take us from this world because we, we, <laughs> he knows when we're all going to die. And if it's our time to go, there's nothing we can do to stop. There's no amount of hand washing or sanitizer or mask that's going to stop that. And if it's not, if he still has work for us to do here on this earth, we're going to continue on in doing the work of the Lord. So those are my four quick points as Christians, what we can do in this, in this time of panic. I like it, man. I like it a lot. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Take care of our families. You got to be smart. Right. Can't be dumb. Wash your hands, dab on that cough, wear a mask yeah, if, mean, if you're, you know, I mean, dealing with elderly. But at the end of the day, right. you know, as Christians, we don't need to fear the unknown, you know? Right. Exactly. Like, you know, with Elsa, we can go into the unknown knowing that God already knows the the past and the future and the beginning and the end. He knows what's going on. And and I, yeah. I think this also shows that, you know, our world is broken and, and creation's groaning out for for Jesus to come back and make all Definitely. things new. And I think this just proves it, you know? Definitely. And 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 we can just let it go, right? Let it go. Say, let let it go and let God is uh that that Christian phrase that I actually yeah, let go, enjoy. let God and wash your hands. Well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, a couple little things, uh, about this, you know, we've talked about worry. We've talked about fear. We've talked about panic. We, we touched on this coronavirus, but this actually what we've been talking about applies to all aspects of life mm-hmm. and yep. fear and panic in our lives and in others' lives. Cause but I specifically, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, specifically talking to, to, to the COVID-19, virus um most viruses die out when the weather gets warm and the humidity shoots up throughout the country so we have that to look forward to (laughs) as we are reaching spring um a couple quick things to just remember as listeners um clean your hands often using soap water or alcohol-based hand sanitizer avoid people who are are sick coughing or sneezing you know that's Mm -hmm. how germs spread within six to ten feet of each other uh, clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces daily in household common areas, tables, hardback chairs, doorknobs, light switches, remotes, handles, desks, toilets, sinks. Stu- be clean. <laughs> like be These clean. are some, some pretty obvious things. Uh, and then just launder items. You know, wash your, Make sure you're washing your clothes when you're, after you get out in public. Uh, if you, your kids or whatever, if you have kids, take toys, you know, stuffed animals or stuff wash your, the stuffed animals, wipe down the toys, just just do some, a little bit extra cleaning. I know, you know nobody likes it. There's a quote out there that says, everything you need to know for life, you learned in kindergarten. And, there you go. <laughs> and this is pretty much it, man. You know, just be clean. Yep. Cleanliness is the best way to kill it. So Right. And, and back to the fear thing, I think we all just need to, uh, uh, I've got a quote here from uh, Charles Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's, I'd even... I didn't even find it myself. Uh, Paul Lindgren found it. Good old, good old Paul. <laughs> but, but it's by uh, Charles Spurgeon. He says, fear to die. Thank God I do not. The cholera may come again next summer. Pray it may not. But if it does, it matters not to me. I will toil and visit the sick by night and by day. And if it takes me, sudden death is sudden glory. So if you're saved, 
It just means you're going to be with Jesus. What do we have to fear? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> most of us are like, yeah, I can't wait to uh, meet Jesus. And then something like this happens. They're like, I'm scared to death. I'm not going out. I'm getting in a bubble and, and nobody come around me. There, There's just such fear that overtakes. And now I'm not saying to be careless and, and be carefree about it. You know, be careful like we've talked about, but also don't let that fear overtake you to the point where you're not going out and being that the hands and feet of Jesus. Exactly. And, you know, through Jesus, you know, fear, death, anxiety, worries, stress, taxes, taxes all these terrifying, I mean, you. but they, they don't have any hold on us, you know, because right. Jesus yep, exactly. already defeated it. So, you know, so well, winding down the conversation here, um, as Christians, it's an opportunity, you know, when are, are we going to yep. take this opportunity or are we going to let it, and not just let it pass by, because that's not the right mindset to have, but more the fact of, we have the opportunity to, 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 to speak life into people's lives, and are we taking it when we see it? Right. So that's all I got, man. That's my closing thought. Hey, man, that, that closing thought I is love very it. good. Mine's going to be real short. It's just going to be, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. That's all I got. Wow. That's I haven't heard that thought. a long... <laughs> <laughs> old it town, just came to me. Old town, this is re- that... old town revival just went down on RTC. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, dude, so since today's a bonus episode, I got to ask you. Were you yeah. Are, are we still having a fun fact with Fuller? Dude, I have a fun fact. Let In go. this time of, of panic, you know, let's just have, have a fun fact for the day. We, we need it. We need it. Yeah, we need it. We need a little funness with Fuller in our lives. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. So today's fun fact with Fuller. Did you know, Mark, kids ask 300 questions a day? Mm-hmm. Did you actually, know that? Actually, well, it seems like it. <laughs> yeah. So a 2013 UK study from online real, real, blah, 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 retailer, littlewoods.com, observed young children and recorded the questions they asked their, the adults around them. The children tended to turn to their mothers for answers. And these moms could end up answering an average of nearly 300 questions per day or one question every two and a half minutes, the study found. The moms reported that the hardest questions they were asked included, why is water wet (laughs) and what are shadows made of? And is hot dog a sandwich? (laughs) That's the question I love to ask, man. Is pizza supposed to be cold or hot? <laughs> it's pizza. So, well, it depends. Are we talking about dinner? Or are we talking about breakfast? Breakfast. Like, you know it, Like, man. what are we talking about here? <laughs> like, breakfast pizza has to be cold. Like, oh, no no questions asked at all. Exactly. Man. I, I love agree. it. Well, dude, today has been real. It's been fun. I just checked Google, Spotify, Apple. Apple's the only one you can leave reviews on, but we have no new reviews to read, bro. What's going on? We're putting out a bonus episode, people. Let's go. We need some reviews. We want to hear and the I don't, reviews. We don't want any repeats, Jagger. Mama Yates, you're okay, but Jagger, no repeats. Mama Yates, you got to reach out to us, though. RealtalkChristianPodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us so we can send you your free stuff. If you leave us a review, we're going to send you something cool. We're going to send you a little mini, mini swag bag. Oh, yeah. The, I love it. The RTC mini swag. I love it. Well, hey, we will be back this Thursday with our normal episode, but we hope you enjoyed the bonus edition of Real Talk Christian. Take it easy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. 
To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.